Hello, and welcome to History 151, the Summer 2019 Online Edition. Now, I'm Dr. Daryl Roll, and I'm going to be leading our course this summer. Now, in this session, I want to introduce the course and myself. I want to explain how things are going to work, and I really want to try to answer all those initial questions that you're bound to have. Now, this session is what I call one of our audio-visual sessions. We're going to have um, maybe two, three of these a week throughout the um, course, and they're all going to be available as both an, a video and an audio file. So if you have a preference for one of these formats, just be sure that you're using that version. Now, as the course progresses, you may find that video versions will contain some on-screen helpful information that might not be available there if you're just listening to the audio, but you'll always be able to get by with just listening to the audio if that's your preference. So first, I'll just tell you a little bit about myself. Now, I'm a professor of archaeology, history, and digital humanities here at Calvin, where I've been in position since last August. Now, I'm pretty new on the Calvin faculty, and I've really been enjoying my time here so far, um, getting to know the university, my colleagues, and um, you students. I'm not new to university teaching and research, though. I had a really similar gig in England before I moved to Grand Rapids. Um, in fact, my family and I, we spent 10 years living in England, where I completed my PhD and then worked in academic roles at the University of Durham, and then at Canterbury Christchurch University. Now, I primarily worked within archaeology departments while we were in England, but at Canterbury I did have the chance to teach in both history and archaeology, so there's not a whole lot of difference between my roles there and my role here at Calvin. Now, while I'm based out of the history department, I'm also the director of our small archaeology program, and I'm spearheading the development of new courses in what we call digital humanities, which is really just a fancy term for the use of digital tools and methods in traditional subjects like history, English, literature, philosophy, religion, and foreign languages. In addition to teaching and administrative work, I'm also an active researcher with a particular specialty in life and interaction at the edges of the Roman Empire, particularly in Britain and Arabia. Now, I have active research in both Scotland and in Jordan, and most recently I directed excavations of three Byzantine-period churches at the site of Umm al-Jamal in northeast Jordan. You will, no doubt, hear more about these research projects at various points throughout our course. Now, I like to think that I'm very approachable and that I take a pretty laid-back and informal approach to teaching and student interaction. So when we're interacting throughout this course or beyond, um, please feel free to call me Professor, Dr. Roll, or even just Daryl. They're all okay as far as I'm concerned. Now, I would ask you to do one favor for me, though. And that is if you see me walking around campus um, after in the fall and um, looks like I may be walking with some other professors, um, don't say, yo, Daryl. Instead, just say, you know, hi, Dr. Roll, hey, professor, something like that. Um, but if it's just us um, or in a classroom setting, Daryl's totally fine. Now about the course itself. Um, history 151 is an introductory level course in history. 
and perhaps most important for many of you, it satisfies the historical foundations category for Calvin's core requirements. It's not the only course that fulfills the core category, but I like to think that it's one of the most interesting options. Now, History 151 is a broad survey of world history um, from really the very beginning of, of historical records, even earlier, um, to around A.D. 1500. It's about really very old history from thousands of years in the past to just a little over 500 years ago. There's nothing in this course about the American Revolution, the World Wars, or anything that's happened in the past 500 years. Instead, we're going to be exploring topics like the Stone Age, the world's first civilizations, Egypt, Greece, Rome, and medieval Europe. And we're also going to break away from this traditional Western and European perspective to learn about the ancient and medieval histories of China and East Asia, Africa, the New World before European colonization, and Central American societies. Um, I mean, Central Asian societies, like the Turks and the Mongols. Now, this is a lot of chronological and geographic ground to cover, so don't expect to become an expert on any of the periods or places that we're going to be learning about in this course. I will absolutely point you toward further resources and some more focused courses that will allow you to develop um, in-depth knowledge of these particular periods and places. In this course, though, we're really looking for a big-picture understanding of just how interesting and diverse the human story has been from a global perspective. Now, we're also looking to introduce the key concepts, tools, and methods of history as an intellectual or academic subject. Just what is history? How is it done? How can we evaluate things that people tell us about the past and judge for ourselves whether or not someone is trying to manipulate people by misrepresenting the past? We're going to learn to critically evaluate different types of evidence and to form our own evidence-based arguments. So, how is the course organized? What do you need to do and when? And perhaps more important, how can you get the grade that you want? These are all great questions, and conveniently, the answers are in our course syllabus. Now, there's a well-known stereotype um, of irritated professors answering student questions with, it's in the syllabus, or hammering students over the head with the syllabus. Now, I don't want to be that kind of professor. But I have put a lot of effort into preparing the syllabus, uh, and chances are extremely high that any of your questions about the course, about deadlines, policies, etc., are all quite clearly answered somewhere within this document. So, do us all a favor. Read the syllabus thoroughly. You can download it right at the top of our course Moodle page. Go ahead. Download it. Read it now. I'll wait.
Okay, I'm not actually going to wait that long. So if you're actually taking the time to download and read the syllabus, um, great. Just pause this video and restart it when you're ready. Okay, moving on. Some of the most important things that you need to know about this course is that it's offered entirely online. There's no need to be present in Grand Rapids, and there are no set classroom sessions. Generally speaking, that means that you can work on the course as it best fits your schedule. Want to work on the course at 4 a.m. on Monday morning? Be my guest. Prefer to work in the early afternoon, sitting in your jammies, sipping a latte? Great. I understand that some of you are working jobs this summer and that you need to fit the course around your work schedule. While some of you are several time zones away, that's all okay. For the most part, you are free to access the course and to work on things when and where you want. There are, however, some important limitations to this flexibility, and these are really worth setting out right here at the beginning of the course. First, even though this is an online course with no classroom sessions, there are some required personal interactions. Each student is required to attend five um, virtual meetings slash discussions, three of these as group meetings and two of these as one-to-one -one meetings with me. Now I've created a range of time slots for each of these meetings, including mornings, afternoons, evenings, and even on the weekend. There are links to sign up um, sheets on our course Moodle page, so be sure that you sign up for a slot for each of these five meetings. Now, I feel that the range of these times is very generous and flexible, and I will only make special arrangements in exceptional circumstances. Second, while there's a certain degree of working ahead that you can do on this course, you need to be aware that this is not just a set of pre-prepared lessons that you can plow through in a week and be done with. We have a schedule of where we're going and what we're going to be dealing with each week, but I will also be responding to you and to your needs as we go along. This means that audio-video sessions or lectures like this will only be made available on a weekly basis at the beginning of each course week. Now, I don't have a ton of these videos planned, but you should expect maybe two to three each week, all in that kind of 20 to 40 minute long range. Now, I'm sorry that I cannot produce these faster, make them all available now, but this is my first time delivering this course online, and I'm going to be feeling my way through the course to see what those truly important bits of info are that might need my special explanation. Third, your assignments all follow a set schedule, as laid out in the syllabus. Assignments are due on particular weeks, and everything that has been assigned for that week is due no later than 11.59 p.m. on the Sunday that ends our course week. Now, it's worth reiterating now that our course week starts on Monday and runs through Sunday. So for week one, you have two assigned readings that you need to annotate on perusal, two quizzes that you need to complete on Moodle, and one virtual meeting to attend. Any work that has not been completed by 11 p.m. on that Sunday night will receive a grade of zero. 
Now, you'll generally be able to work ahead on papers and reading annotations, but quizzes, virtual meetings, and our final exam can only be taken during the designated times. Quizzes will be made available along with each week's audio-video sessions, while the final exam must be taken during a four-day window that starts at 12 a.m. on August 15th and ends at 11.59 p.m. on August 18th. If anybody has any questions about the flexibility of the schedule, what kind of material will be made available, when or, or when particular assignments are due, please check your syllabus first. If you cannot find the answer there, send me an email at dr33 at calvin.edu. That's dr33, dr33 at calvin.edu. Or, perhaps better, post the question to the general discussion forum on Moodle. Students feel free to answer other students' questions um, if, if I happen to, uh, to not get to it quickly enough. Um, so now, how is the course graded? Well, this is laid out quite clearly for you on pages 3 through 5 of the course syllabus. In short, though, you have seven graded categories. The first one is online reading annotations, which make up 20% of your total course grade. Now, this is a pretty hefty chunk, meaning that you actually must engage with your assigned readings. You will read and engage with your assigned readings using our, our course page on perusal.com, and you're required to make at least five high-quality annotations for each reading assignment. You should check your syllabus for details about how to access the system. And it's important to note that in order to, be, to receive full credit, annotations must be made before the end of the week in which each reading is assigned. So that means readings that are assigned for week one must be made on perusal.com no later than 11.59 p.m. on the Sunday that ends that week. Okay? Um, annotations made after this point will receive credit, but will only receive partial credit. So stay on top of your reading. It's very important that you do so. And, you know, while it might seem like a lot of reading to do, realize that we don't, we're not meeting three days a week for um, an hour each day, okay? The amount of time that it takes you to engage with this course um, in terms of, of reading is significantly less than it would be during uh, a standard semester taking this course. Now, the second grade category that we have is quizzes. Um, and the quizzes make up 10% of your overall course grade. There will typically be one quiz for every assigned reading, or about two quizzes per week. Now, the quizzes are all going to be taken via Moodle, so they'll be electronic, and you'll find the link to each quiz under the week in which it is assigned. All quizzes are open book, open note, you know, open internet, and you're taking these from home, okay? Um, I have no way of checking whether or not you're taking, uh, looking, looking things up to get the answers. Um, and really, I don't care. All right. Um, engage with the material. Figure out how to answer these questions. Look it up in the book. All right. Um, so all the quizzes are open book. Um, you'll have 30 minutes in which to complete each quiz. All right. It may take some of you three minutes to complete the quiz, um, but I'm giving you a big hefty window in which to um, complete each quiz. 
And note, though, that quiz questions may come from anywhere within the assigned readings. Any of these audio-video sessions or, or lecture-type ma uh, materials or from those group-based virtual meetings that we hold. Okay, so keep in mind all the material that you're going to be tested on in quiz or in exams could come from these audio-video sessions. Well, almost certainly you'll have a hefty amount comes from your reading, um, and some of them may even come from things that have been raised within our group virtual meetings. Now the third grade category is our virtual meetings or discussions, and these take place during week one, two, three, five, and seven of the course. Okay, They don't take place every week, um, but we've got uh, meetings in our first three weeks, then we've got a little bit of a break, then we've got a meeting, and then we have one final meeting um, in our last kind of half week of the course. So each of these um, meetings are required, okay? Each of you are required to attend five virtual meetings slash discussions. Three of these are going to be group meetings, and two of these are going to be one-to-one -one meetings between you and me. Now, unless there's a really exceptional reason for change, um, all of these meetings will take place using Google Hangouts, um, using that technology, um, and everyone's going to need a microphone and preferably a webcam. Okay. Um, now, I've already arranged a number of slots for these, time slots, including some in the morning, the afternoon, evening, and yes, even on the weekends, okay? Um, uh, as if I have nothing better to do with my time on a, on a Sunday night, Saturday night, um, I will allocate time to, uh, to meet with you guys um, to discuss the course. Now, grade categories four through six, these are papers that you must write during the course. Papers one and two are a thousand words in length each, um, and I provided full detail of the full details of these on Moodle. Um, those details include a detailed breakdown of how the grade is going to be calculated for each of these. So do take a look at those. Um, start thinking about paper number one in particular because this is due fairly soon into the course. Paper three is a two thousand word paper in which you will choose a specific theme in world history that you want to explore. And you're going to address that theme in relationship to at least two different world regions or periods. Now I'm still thinking through the details of what I really want from you on that paper, um, but I promise I will provide detailed instructions with a clear grade breakdown um, on Moodle no later than the 14th of July. Now the final grade category is our final exam, and this takes place on Moodle and will work just like our quizzes, only it's going to be a lot bigger. Um, now the final exam um, repeats questions that you've seen on previous quizzes, um, and it'll be, again, open book, meaning you're free to consult readings, notes, and other materials. Again, this is an online exam you may take from your own room, so who's going to stop you from looking things up? Okay. Um, in order to accommodate everyone's schedules for this, I'm granting a really large four-day window in which you can take the exam. Okay. It's really important to note, though, that once you start the exam, it must be completed within three hours, and the exam must be completed by 11.59 p.m. on the 18th of August. Now, exams that have been started but not finished 
um, either by 11.59 p.m. Um, on the 18th of August or three hours after that exam has been started on Moodle, those exams will be automatically submitted in whatever sort of condition um, of completeness that they are at that point. Okay, so by now you're probably tired of listening to me. I'm certainly tired of speaking at my computer screen and microphone without having your uh, lovely faces in front of me. Um, hopefully, though, this has been a useful introduction to our course. And if you have any questions, again, be sure to check the syllabus first and then either post your questions to our general discussion forum on Moodle or send me an email. I'm really looking forward to getting to know you all as this course progresses. Until next time, cheers!